As you notice, I've been going through different people in the Bible that have been having situations in their life where they had life-changing moments. They had life-changing moments and they had to make a decision on what they were going to do in that moment. Now, as many of you know, whenever you go through a hard time or a time that will really test your family or a time that will test your faith, normally two things happen. You either run away from God or you run to God. How many can say amen to that? How many know that's so true? So many times we can run either away from God or we run to God. And in these times here, we actually feel justified in our actions because, we, because of the pain that we went through. So we figured we'll just run and hide. And there was a man in the Bible, his name was Moses. And Moses, the, the, the amazing story about Moses is that there's a lot in between the line stuff that you got to read about Moses because all you hear in Exodus chapter 2, he was born. Exodus chapter 3, he, he, I mean, I'm sorry, Exodus chapter 2, he was, he was um, in Exodus chapter 1, Moses was born in chapter 2, and then about halfway through chapter 2, you find out he's, he, he, he comes of age and he kills somebody. And he begins to run for his life. So there's a lot of things in between that you've got to find out about Moses that's all throughout the Bible. Well, Moses had a moment in his life where he was raised in the house of Pharaoh. And so he came to a place where one day he saw, he saw these, these guys. They were fighting each other. And um, he found this, the, one of the taskmasters, you know, one of the Egyptian guys beating, uh, beating one, of the, one of the slaves there at that time, one of the Israelites. And, he actually killed this guy and buried him in the sand. And so the story goes that he saw another couple of his couple of his brethren out there. They were fighting each other. He come out to separate the fight. Well, long story short, they they said, "Are you going to kill us like you killed the Egyptian the other day?" Well, word got out that you know he was a bad dude, so he began to run for his life. And so when Moses ran, he ran to the wilderness and he ran to a desert place. And he ran for his life. And so this is where the story picks up. I'm in Exodus chapter 3. And Moses ran for his life. He found this woman, and her name was Zipporah. And, and his father-in-law was named Jethro. And Jethro had a lot of sheep. And so here is Moses, and he's a, he's a, a shepherd over the flock of his father-in-law. And he served for about 40 years. And so here's Moses, and he's on the run for his life. And, you know, he almost created a new life for himself. Anytime that you go through a life-changing moment, it almost creates a new life for you. And so here's Moses. He, he's now, he's got, a, he's got a whole different way of doing things. And, and, and he, here he is on the backside of the desert. Let's look at Exodus chapter 3. And now Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Here's Moses on the backside of the desert in a dry place. Not only was he in the desert, but he was in the backside of the desert. And there are times, I know personally, that I've gone through dry seasons. There are some in here today, if you could raise your hand, that you've ever gone through a dry season. Maybe you feel like you're in a dry season right now. What are dry seasons? Dry seasons are times when you just... You know, the voice of God is very distant. These are times in your life where you feel away from God. You feel disconnected from people. You feel disconnected from family. You feel disconnected from the church. You feel disconnected from life. And so here is Moses, and he's in a dry place. And, and, and he's really kind of on the run. 
And so here he is on the backside of the desert in a dry place. The nothings of God. These are the times where we feel like, you know, where we pray and we're not hearing nothing. Even you're in a dry place. You know what? Dry places, dry places look like this. Dry places where you're not really moving to God and you're not really moving away from God. You're just kind of at a standstill. You kind of, your prayer life is really not where it should be. You know, your worship time is not where it should be. I love what you said, Lori, earlier. You said that the, the, um, the silent moments in between songs is intentional. You know, we get so used to church that, you know, these dry places make us feel like, you know, why are you guys singing? You know, you're supposed to sing another song. That's what church is supposed to look like. And sometimes we're, we're, we, 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 can, we tend to get mechanical in church services because if there's silence in between songs, we think something went wrong. Or we think that, you know, you know, this is not this is not what church is supposed to look like. You know, worship, God has designed us to be worshipers. And worship is a lifestyle. Worship, you know that music is is really is an expression of worship. It's not worship itself, but it's an expression of worship. And so in the same way, in dry places, we find ourselves it, it sometimes it's very hard to learn how to worship God in dry places. How many know that you can be married to somebody but not be in relationship with them? Come on, let me hear the married couples shout amen to that. Okay? Sometimes you can be married, you know, but it doesn't mean that you don't you don't necessarily have a relationship. You can go to a church service and you can go through religious activities, but having no religious activities doesn't always equal uh, the presence of God or relationship. Sometimes we go through the nothings of God, sometimes we go through dry places. But I believe in God that even symbolically, even in the natural, as we are in the new season, I believe that this is a new season for your life. Somebody shout, new season. Amen. Amen. New season. God is the God of every season. He is the God of the dry places. He is the God of the good times. He is the God of also the bad times. And so here, now watch. Here's Moses. That is a powerful fan over there. Blow my... Uh, my page is over here. Oh, uh, no, it's okay. It's good. I need it. Get hot. Get hot. Get hot here. Hot her. Get hot. All right, let's keep going. And so here's Moses. He's on the backside of the desert, and he's leading this flock. And as he was traveling, as he was going through this dry place, Moses sees something that he'd never seen before. And in fact, he's going toward Horeb, which is called the mountain of God. Verse 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Well, you've got to understand, this was not Moses' first time on the backside of the desert. This was a place, this was a familiar place for him. This was a place where he would go on a regular basis. He could, remember, he was keeping keeping over his father-in-law's flock. And so for many, many years, he was right here, and he passed through this place before. And so even though he was in a desert, it never meant that he never seen bushes on fire before. You know, the other day I was on a job, and um, I, I, I pulled a torch out, and this I was, I was heating up something on this job, right? And so as I was heating something up on this job, I took the torch away from it, right? And so the torch touched a piece of grass. Listen to this, I'm telling you. I almost, I almost burned the whole neighborhood down the other day. And so the, this, the, the torch touched this piece of grass for a split second. 
It was some kind of dry grass though. It was crazy. Some kind of zoysia grass or something. I don't know what it was. It touched it. And I'm telling you, George, within three seconds, I had a blaze alongside <laughs> this man's mouth. And it was spreading fast. The water hose that we had was only 10 foot long. I don't know why we didn't have this at the, at the homeowner's house. It, we had no water, you know, we had a, we still had a buckets of water this much. We were so scared to death of what was going to happen because it was just spreading. It was, I mean, in a split second, it was a dry place. It was a dry place. And so, here in this dry moment, it's not unusual, it was not unusual for, for fires just to pop up out of nowhere. It was not unusual just for, for bushes to catch on fire. But this was an unusual moment. You know, God shows up in dry places. Aren't you glad that God shows up even in our dry times? Aren't, you know, God shows up in unusual places. God shows up in unusual times. Right when we need to hear God, God, He shows up. He does. God shows up in dry places. He shows up when we least expect it. You know, people say God works in unusual ways, but the thing is, God is always at work. God is always speaking. Are we listening? And so here is Moses, and he's, he's in a dry place, and all of a sudden he sees something he never seen before. You know, when God, when he shows up, it looks unusual. God doesn't always show up the same way. You know, that's why sometimes I believe we miss out on God, because we, we think... We, we try to predict how God is going to move. We try to predict, you know, what God is going to do or what God is going to say. Just because He moved this way before, just because God did it this way before, doesn't always mean He's going to do it again the same way. And so, here Moses, he sees something he's never seen before. And it caught his attention. It caught his attention. Because he's seen a bush before. He's seen fire before. He's even seen bushes on fire before. But he's never seen this before because this bush was burning. But it was not burning down to the ground. It was not cracking. There was no sound to it. There was no smell to it. But he saw something he's never seen before. Can I say this? God wants to do something in your life that you've never seen before. I believe God wants to move in our lives in a way that he never that he's never had before. Can somebody shout amen if you believe that? Amen. Can somebody shout amen if you're not on your cell phone right now? Amen. I'm telling you, this is way more interesting than what you're looking at on your cell phone. Because you see, if we would get into the scripture, listen to this, if we would get into the scripture, if we would make a choice to move out of our dry season, then church would become so much more different. The songs that we sing will become so much more different. Now when we're singing a song that maybe we haven't ever sung before in church, now we're saying, make me a house of prayer, may the fire of my altar never burn out, then automatically we begin to think about fire and the altar of God in the Old 
Testament, how fire would always fall on the sacrifice, all of a sudden we would, we would begin to connect the song with the scripture. And then when we begin to connect the song with the scripture, all of a sudden it comes alive in us, and then the worship becomes more different, more intimate. Why? Because there's now a connection with the scripture. There's a connection now with the song. Because the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any twisted sword. And then when we get into the word of God, dry seasons leave. Because then we can under, we can now we begin to encounter God. Well, Pastor, I don't know that much scripture. I don't know that much word. If we would begin to take our time, because there are scripture, there is scripture engraved in your heart right now that you don't even realize. I'm talking about scriptures that have been that you have heard, scriptures that you have read before. There is the word of God inside of you. If you've been in church for any amount of time, the word of God is inside of you. It's in there. Because why? His word won't return void. And so when you begin to hear the Word of God, the Word of God, the Spirit of God begins to jump inside of you again, begins to leap inside of you again. That dry place, that empty place begins to awaken again. And all of a sudden you're like, man, I want God. I want a relationship with God again. That's why you're here this morning. That's why. Not because you didn't have anything else to do on this Sunday afternoon, this beautiful day. You can go outside and walk in D.C. and go walk around the Capitol. See the nice fence? <laughs> but you're here today not because you didn't have anything else better to do. You're here today because you're in, a, you're in a season in your life where you know that you need God. If anybody is coming to church in 2021, it's because they know they need God. You're not going to church anymore out of routine. You're not going to church anymore because it's tradition or because it's family. You're going and you're in the house of God today because you're hungry for God. You need something to change in your life. It doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean that everything is okay. It means your life maybe might just be jacked up and you need God to fix it. Thank you, Candy. Get excited about that. It just might mean that, you know what? There's a hole in my heart. I'm in a dry place. I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. But you know what? I'm here today because I need God to move. I'm in a dry place. I need a turnaround in my life. I'm not here because I'm doing good. I'm here because I'm messed up and I need a Savior. I'm here because I'm hungry for God. Somebody shout, I'm here. I'm here. At least you're here. You're in a good place. You see, Moses was in a good place. He was in a dry place, but he was in a place called the mouth of God. That's amazing. When we're in the middle of a dry place, God is still there even in our dry places. God is in here right now. And God wants to move in our life like a way he didn't do maybe in 2020 or 2019. You know, it's real easy to think about the way that God moved in the past and want those moments. I was going through my phone this morning and I was looking at a bunch of old uh, notes. You know, I found your eye on your notes. I'm looking at these old things in there and I'm just erasing one thing after another. And you know why I was erasing a lot of this stuff? Well, one thing, I had no more storage in my phone. Mm -hmm. But another thing was that, you know what? I don't want to dwell in the past anymore. There are things 
that we need to delete out of our out of the files of our mind. There are things that we got to delete out of the files of our heart. Do you know why? Watch this. You know why you can't take a picture on your phone anymore? Because you ain't got no more storage. Because you got all this other junk you don't want to get rid of. I'm preaching now. Are you listening to this? And the reason why we can't accept nothing new in our life, the reason why it's hard for us to accept God and the way that God wants to move in our life, because we got other stuff in our life. We got all kinds of still just junk, unforgiveness and hurt and past and disappointment. We got so much other stuff in our life that we can't we can't accept nothing new. And so it's hard for us to take another image of God and see God in a, in a different way. Why? Because there are some things in our life that we got to get rid of. Come on, I'm preaching, baby. You're all shouting. I don't know if y'all talking to me. But now I can't hear nobody at least go back. Amen. There are some things that we got to delete. There are some friendships we got to delete. There are some things in our life that we got to get rid of. Because, see, in this moment, watch this. When Moses was there, please listen to this next moment. Watch this. Moses is looking at. He sees his fire. He sees his bush burning. And he does this. He says, I will now. He begins to have a conversation with himself. I was hurt and I was supposed to talk to yourself. My mom always said, you know, don't talk to yourself. Don't answer yourself. I think it's good to have a talk conversation with yourself. Sometimes you've got to have a conversation with yourself, right? Oh. And yeah. And so here's Moses. And he said, he began to have this conversation with himself. And he says, I'm now going to turn aside and see this great sight. I will now turn aside. He made up his mind. I'm going to turn. Moses, this was a defining moment in Moses' life. Listen to this. There are defining moments. You and I, we're in defining moments every day of our life. This morning is a defining moment in your life. Because we all have these burning bush moments where God shows up and it begins to He begins to show up in our lives. It's up to us whether or not we're going to keep walking by or we're going to stop or we're going to turn. In 2 Chronicles 7, 14, it says, If my people, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. The thing is, is if, somebody shout if. if. The whole thing depends on whether or not if I'm going to move. You see, there are everybody in this room, even those that are watching or will watch later, most of the time, people are waiting for God to move before we move. God is waiting for us to move. God is waiting for us to make the first move. God says, if you draw near to me, I will then draw near to you. He says, I will now turn. There's a secret in the turning. Because as soon as God, watch this, as soon as he turned, God spoke to him. He said, Moses, Moses. He called to him. Twice he called. Moses. And in that moment, as soon as God saw, watch this, listen to this. As soon as God saw that he had Moses' attention, God spoke to him. Could it be, could it be that we're not hearing God because we're not giving him our attention? What would happen? What would our lives look like spiritually if we, be, if we would go from distraction to attention to God? What would your life, what would your prayer life look like? What would our, our lifestyle of God look like if we went from distraction to attention from God, to, to God? God is waiting for us to turn. There's a secret in the turning. 
when we turn ourselves to God, we encounter Him, we're able to hear Him. And in that moment there, He called to Moses, and Moses said, Here am I. God said to him, Moses, take off your sandals. For the place that you stand is holy ground. You know, George, as you were singing this morning, you began to speak about standing and sitting. And as soon as you said that, the Spirit of God said, there's no more fear of God. We have lacked, the, we, have, we have fallen short of the fear of God anymore. We have become comfortable with the presence of God. You see, this was a familiar place for Moses. But it became the house of God as soon as he turned himself to the Lord. He said, wow, God is here. Because God said, Moses, even though you're in this dry place, even though you're in a place that's very familiar to you, take off your shoes because where you stand is holy ground. And what God was saying in this moment was, I don't want nothing to get between me and you. I don't want that sandal to get between me and you. I don't want, and God is saying today, what are the things in your life that we have to take off in order to get closer to God? What are the areas? What are the things? You know, it feels like I've been preaching the same message for the last year. It just changes characters in the Bible, people in the Bible. And God is saying, it's that time for turnaround. Turnaround. Look at somebody saying, it's time to turn around. George, if you can come, please help me. I just want to close on that some prayer. Every day we're, we're met with choices. Every moment we're met with choices of defining moments of our lives and what we're going to do. If we're going to include God, if we're going to do life with God, we're going to do life without God. Master Jen says it all the time. And God is calling out to you. He's calling out. He's call and you know the amazing thing is? He's calling you by name. When God calls you, He calls you by name. He's such a personal God. And for years, Moses was in a dry place. For years, Moses created this whole other life. And he sucked himself into his business. His business was being a shepherd. Is it wrong sinking yourself into work? Is it wrong sinking yourself into different things? It becomes wrong when we're running from God and we're allowing God to take over all of our energy. We have to work. We have to take care of our homes. We have to take care of family. We have to take care of things. But when we begin to put most of our energy in other things, come on, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking to me. You just so happen to be here and hearing this message. And when we begin to put more time into other things, invest most of our time there. That's evidence of a dry place. That's evidence of saying, you know what? It's time to turn toward God. Where are you at today? Are you in a dry place? Are you in a dry season? God is saying it's time to turn. Because there are burning bushes in your life. There are burning bushes in our life. What are these burning bushes? 
These are moments where God is trying to get our attention. And then when God sees that he has our attention, he begins to speak to us. How does he, he get our attention? There are things that happen in our life that where God is trying to get our attention. Raise your hand real high if God has been trying to get your attention lately. Come on. There's been some things happening in your life where God is trying to get your attention. And God is saying, are you going to just keep walking by? Are you going to keep walking by this burning bush moment? Or are you going to stop and turn? And when we stop and turn, you know what begins to happen? God begins to call you, begins to talk to you, share with you your purpose. Because he said, Moses, I want you to go. He gave Moses an assignment. So I want to use you. I want to use you, Moses. You know, I wonder at this moment if Moses felt like this was a lost cause. Like how and how is this ever going to happen? God said this. He said, I will be with you. Moses, I don't want to be with you. That's what I hear God saying. But you maybe feel you maybe you feel like you're in an impossible situation where God is challenging with you with a moment. That's what I, just, I hear God saying over you. I hear God saying over your mouth that God is with you. I hear God saying over every family in here today that God is with you. That you may be facing something that looks impossible. God said, He's with you. He won't forsake you. He won't leave you. I want to pray with you this morning. I believe that God, I know God is here. God wants to touch you today. Let's close our eyes and pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I 